Welcome to Hour 1 of Sports Saturday, the 15th Club, with hosts Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up-to-the-minute news from the world of golf. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. It is time to tee it high and let it fly. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers, and this is the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio. Proudly brought to you by ABC Bank. Tyrios AI, a new way to invest in Austin real estate. The Salt Lake Barbecue, in Driftwood and in Round Rock. The Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel. Maudie's Tex-Mex. The Muni Conservancy, Zilker Belts. Donald Ross Sportswear and Adele Golf. What an absolutely gorgeous afternoon in Austin, Texas today. The rain is gone. The sun is shining. All's right with the world. Scotty, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, and I'm glad to be here with you and our our guest that's now a regular, it seems. He's Mark a regular. Brooks. Yes, he, he is. He just Mark. walked in. He walked in hot. He right walked here. in. Our Mark Brooks, the former PGA champion, multiple-year Longhorn All-American. We're watching the tournament right now, the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines, and I'm sitting next to the guy, so are you, Scotty, who shares the course record on the north course. Mark shot a 61 one time, nine birdies and an eagle back in 1990. It's a very competitive tournament, and it's Saturday, but this is the final round, and the leaders are on the back nine. We'll get you up to date on that leaderboard. Mark, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm only a two-shot penalty. I missed the tee time, but I'm within the five-minute rule. So. You were within the five-minute rule. It's kind of interesting that the PGA Tour is ending on Saturday. They started on Wednesday. They don't want to go head-to-head with the football. Tomorrow is the uh, AFC and NFC Championship. That'll be going on all all afternoon and into the early evening. It's a good move by the PGA Tour. It's kind of a, it's sort of a strange leaderboard. You need to be a member of the United Nations to figure out where all these dudes are from. But there's a, a big Texas influence. Where get, let's just get to the leaderboard right now if you want to, Scotty, because right now it is Matthew Pavon from Toulouse, France. He's the leader by one over Steven Jaeger of Germany. Jaeger also played at UT Chattanooga. Uh, Jaeger is at minus 12. Jake Knapp. I've never heard of Jake Knapp. He's an American. He's at minus 11. Kevin Hughes at minus 10. Uh, Austin resident and former Longhorn Bo Hostler eagled the 72nd hole. He's a a tie for fourth. He is at minus 10 right now, so a good finish for Bo Hostler. Also, Doug Gim and Parker Cootie playing well uh, this afternoon. Good tournament there. It's really good. Mark, how different is the course? um, Well, The north course, I guess, is where your record is, right? It is. It, I'm going to say the record stood because they they did remodel that golf course af, well after you know some some years after I had shot that 61. I want to say Tom. I'm, I'm positive. Tom Weiskopf ended up getting that job, and he they probably added four or five hundred yards to that golf course. Yeah. Did Phil Mickelson ever fool with it? I mean, or did he? He wanted to. Course? That's right. Okay. We had, we had this conversation <laughs> yesterday with some other guys I was sitting around with. They're like, Phil did it. I go, No, Phil wanted to do it. And, Phil didn't get his way there. And uh, Tom Weiskopf came in in 2016. Okay. And wow. And he, he redid the north. So there's new course records that have been established. And so. this is his public golf course, too. This, I, I looked at a thing today on Golf Week or one of the golf publications. They listed the top public golf courses in California, Pebble Beach, Torrey Pines, Pasa Tiempo. This is a public golf course. You just lay down your money and you go play this thing. 
A lot of money. That's true. And the, the, the residents, I'm sure it's still this way, the residents of the area, you know, get a little, they get quite a discount, actually, for, you know, opposed to the visiting tourists. They pay quite a bit more to, to play there. Yeah. So they've kept a good local flavor. And in that remodel, Scotty, you've been there. The, the Tom even redid, they flipped the nine so that the, there's a handful of holes, a few holes that actually get over on the ocean side, like cliff side. Yeah, and those are on the back nine now for that that north course. So. It looks good on TV. It was, it, that was a smart move, and I guess the, the U.S. Open's been played there how many times since '91? Well, two, two, two for sure. Okay. And uh, I think it's actually on the schedule again at some point. Now, when the Tiger and what's Rocco. his name, Rocco's, Rocco. yeah, Tiger and Rocco, bless his heart, I really wanted Rocco to win that day. Rocco got uh, beat with Tiger on one leg, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but Tiger on one leg was better than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, well, you then. were in the minority there. So. Was I? Yeah, you were. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, details to follow. There were, no, well, there were just some, a few Pennsylvania people pulling for Rocco. But, I mean, well, maybe, Tiger was Tiger was clearly hurt. It, it, the, when all the facts came out, Tiger actually was playing on it. He had, I guess, at least one, maybe a multiple hairline fractures in, in his left leg. Yeah. What they do what they do at, at, in San Diego with Torrey Pines, that is ideally what we want to do when we take over Lions Municipal Golf Course where the local residents in the – a certain amount of uh, miles around Austin will play, pay a lower rate, and those folks from out of town maybe pay a higher rate to play Muni. Yeah, we we did the course at Notre Dame, Cor Crenshaw did a few years ago, and and the model's pretty good. The locals and the students play for one rate. Mm-hmm. The residents of the state, if you're within the state of Indiana, of Indiana, you play another rate. If you're a tourist outside, you know, open your wallet. But they still come, and they want to play a Coor Crenshaw course, and that's what makes it viable. So um, that's that's one of the ideas for Lions Municipal. That we want to keep it affordable and inclusive where everybody can come out and, and play locally and, and enjoy it, especially Travis County residents, not just City of Austin. But uh, anyway, yeah, you're right, Ed. Beth Page Black may have that model too, I, Mark, I think they do. up in New York. I think they do. And, of course, the beauty here is that it's, it's – so centrally located, and oh. and I'm, I'm going to also go, the the volume of rounds that you can get around Lions is it's mind-boggling. Yeah. And the, I know the proposed rework would accommodate that, and that's what's really cool about it. There's only 11 bunkers. See, now that has something to do with it, doesn't no, you think? No doubt, and good-sized yeah. greens. Yeah. You know, it'd be very, very easily maintained, and, you know, you'll always have a – I'm going to say – I'll go out on a limb and say it would be – even better shape than it is now. I, I so. love the Googles because if you're a city of San Diego resident, 18 holes is 69 bucks. That's great. Uh, non-resident, 234 dollars. Senior rate, 62 and over, 48 bucks. 234 for non-resident, and 18 holes junior Monday through Thursday before twilight, 69 bucks. Out of town, 163. So they they zap it to the non-residents, but they treat the residents of the San Diego area very kindly. Well, well think about this, though, and, and Mark, you've, you've, ex- you've seen what the prices have done at Pebble Beach and other so-called public facilities. Uh, TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, I mean, anything under $250 to pay, play a U.S. Open course oh, yeah, if that's, you're a tourist, that's, that's a good price. It, it's way below market, actually. No, for sure. And Lions will be well below that, even for the out-of-towners, I'm, I'm going to guess. It won't be a $250 round. No. But they'll get to go play it someplace that truly has history. Yeah. Like well, le- yeah. legit history. Legit, legit history in so many ways. Now, what is it to play Pebble Beach? Now, is it 750 now, something ridiculous like that? Well, basically, you got to 
Got to stay there. You right. kind of need to stay at the hotel. So yeah. you're, you're, it's probably a fifteen hundred all around. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Or or north of that. <laughs> or north. And yeah, just, you can figure a couple thousand. And it's a long round because a lot of it's probably a six hour round too. And they're packed. Always packed. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, we don't have time in this segment. I want Mark to tell us about some of the people on this leaderboard yeah. after the break. I Mark mean, is not going to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's, if he's a member of the United Nations, he will. Well, you can talk about Bo Hostler, though, and what his strengths and weaknesses are. And, and I, I know I think he's about ready to win, don't you? He has definitely trended the right direction in the last probably close to 18 months now. He, I mean, he's on a pretty good run. Uh, he's done today, so 10 under par. Tied for fifth right now, but he's out of holes. Yeah. yeah. And that is can be a daunting finish there. 15, 16, 17 at Torrey Pines are very tough. And uh, I'll just use Tony Finau, for example. He had, he was at, He's at nine and playing the last hole. He needs to make an eagle to have a shot, I would believe. But, you know, he's a couple over on the backside. So yeah. he, well, bogeyed, he bogeyed 15 and 16 coming down the stretch. Well, we'll talk about Sam Burns and what he did on 17 oh, and 18 man. last yeah. week, too. We haven't talked about Nick Dunlop, the yeah. now professional golfer. We'll talk about that and much, much more. This is the 15th Club, and we're live from Dirty Martin's Place, your place to watch golf this afternoon, uh, college basketball action tonight, and this would be a marvelous place to watch the two playoff games tomorrow. The first game, Kansas City at Baltimore and the late show, Detroit at the San Francisco 49ers. Come enjoy uh, the great party room in the back. That's where we are. As we drove in today, one fraternity was having a big party. This is a great place for large groups. Uh, just get with Daniel or Jake, and they will tell you all about renting the party rooms here at Dirty Martin's Place. That's where we are. This is the 15th Club, proudly brought to you by ABC Bank and by Terios AI, a new way to invest in Austin real estate. Mark and Scotty and I will be back right after this on KLBJ. Okay, Ed, this is your favorite singer. Is this Taylor Swift? <laughs> and what do you call her? Uh, I call her... Uh, what does Jeff call her? Jeff calls her uh, Yoko Swifto. Well, there you go. Big Poison for Travis Kelce. She went Big Poison last week, and she's going to be in Baltimore tomorrow when Kansas City tees it up against the Baltimore Ravens. That kicks off at 2 o'clock on our sister station, 1027 uh, ESPN. will be on CBS. Our friend Jim Nance, who's broadcasting golf this afternoon, from Baltimore. Kind of a strange deal. Oh, technology is great. Well, you said the magic word there. You said the show, the game kicks off. Yes. Okay, let's talk about the kickers last week. The Green Bay kicker. Oh, man. Good gosh. Missed well, 41-yard kick. Yeah. And then the Buffalo kicker. I know yes. Buffalo's dear to your heart. Yeah. They may miss it. Wasn't that the weirdest kick you've ever seen? Like it was on a string. Woo! Just goes out. It looked like a bad push on the golf course and remember green bay fans they cut uh mason crosby from georgetown the former colorado kicker you know he was a little he's getting older and they cut him and it came back to bite him last week so our sister station will have both those games coming up tomorrow and of course come down to dirty martin's place to watch all the football our show proudly brought to you by terios ai a new way to invest in austin real estate and by abc bank i'm ed clemens along with scotty sayers and former pga champion and course record holder of Torrey Pines North, Mark Brooks, we're discussing what's happening on the PGA Tour. And again, it's a unique situation because this tournament is ending uh, this afternoon. And right now, with the players on the back now, Matthew Pavon, Matthew Pavon of Toulouse, France, is the leader by two. 
Nate Lashley made a move today. The American, he's at minus 11. He's two back, and he is finished. Jake Knapp, I've never heard of Jake Knapp, fellas. Jake Knapp is at minus 11. Steven Yeager is at minus 11. Uh, Nicolo Hagard of Denmark struggling. He is at minus 11. Now, the Longhorns, Bo Hostler has completed play today. He finished at minus 10. His last hole, he made an eagle. Uh, he's at, currently tied for six. Also, Doug Gim is finished for the day. He is at minus eight. Good finish for Doug. And uh, Longhorn uh, Parker Cootie still on the course. He's made some bogeys. He's at minus six right now. So they're entering, enter, ending golf uh, at the Farmers Insurance Open. Now, quick basketball note. We're going to talk a lot of basketball second hour plus football. Uh, BYU defeated the Longhorns 84-72 today. Texas Tech atop the Big 12. Tech won on the road at Norman 85-84. Iowa State over Kansas, 79-75. And, Scotty, TCU and Baylor are playing right now. And have they gone to overtime? They're in overtime, and they're playing in Waco. And TCU's ahead, 84-81. It's amazing. And I know, Mark, you follow basketball as well. The Big 12 is so good. Uh, That's the one sport that definitely we'll miss. I think we will miss. You know, there's some good teams in the SEC with Kentucky is always a perennial champion. Our friend Rick Barnes in Tennessee, LSU is usually good. But, yeah, it's going to be, in my opinion, a step down in basketball. And, by the way, the Longhorns, their next three games, Houston in Austin on Monday at TCU, then Iowa State. Oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy. We'll talk about that more uh, next hour. We're talking about this tournament that concludes right now. It is the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. You know anything about these guys, Mark? Um, the leaders now, Matthew Pivon of France. I'm, I'm searching. He apparently had won. He, he qualified. He's on this tour, on the PGA Tour, because of his finishes on uh, the DP Tour last year. He's earned his way to the PGA Tour. Don't know anything about this guy. Well, we were suspicious about that. I've got the uh, information about his tattoo on his hand. Oh, really? Amanda did an interview, and it, it says what the meaning of the tattoo is. The sweat that flows now will become the tears of joy tomorrow. And that's on the walls at Harvard. I don't think he went to Harvard, but that's Is it in French or is it in English? Well, I don't know. I don't know. The real translation is the slava that that flows now instead of the sweat that flows now. But he he changed it Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. That's on his hand. Anything about these other guys? Well, he's he's 31. He's 31, so he's not a mature guy. Yes. Yeah. He's from a place from Bordeaux. France. Bordeaux, France. Now, oh. is this, you know, I was talking to Son Ben earlier today. To me, this is an interesting situation because, quite frankly, you know, we all love golf, but this is not a great field. I know Xander Shoffley's in it. Rory's not there. Jordan's not there. Justin Thomas not there. Scotty Scheffler not there. And next week we have a, uh, what do they call that? The, well, there's their signature s- now. The signature 75-man field. Yeah, but they've, I mean, they've got, look, they've got a lot of good young names. Aberg's there, was playing with Bo Hostler today, and then um, Max Homa and Matsuyama and, and, and Tony Finau. It's a, it's an okay field. Yeah, it's okay, but it's not great. Right. Um, you just have to embrace watching some new yeah. players like we did with Nick Dunlap last week. Yeah. And Mark, I know that. You had to be amazed the way he finished that tournament. I was. I mean, you just expected the bottom to fall out sometime. I, I was. I was more amazed at the way Sam Burns finished. The bottom fell out for him. Okay, okay. number seventeen. <laughs> I'll yeah. just have to go out. I mean, yes, a lot of pressure 
amateur, you know, money. There's no, you know, let's say indirectly money's involved for the for those call it for the kid. Yeah. But uh, I was way more surprised at Sam Burns' approach at the par three seventeen. He just flailed it to the right into it's the a water. It's a nine iron shot. Wow. And I know that green's not enormous, but it's really not that tiny a target. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rare for a guy down the gun to hit. When they do hit it in the water there, Ed and Scott, it's usually like pins in the back, and they catch a hard bounce, and it bounces through. Very rarely do they miss that green wide, and yeah. uh, he missed it pretty wide. I, I was surprised back uh, during the day when that golf course first opened, Mark, it seems like it was a beast, but it's not a beast anymore. Ball go far, ball go straighter. Not as tough a test. Mm. It's just the way it is. I mean, that golf course was frightening when they first opened it. And, you know, that was another Ernie and Joe Voss were the Oak Tree Gang. And they tasked Pete Dye with building them the golf course that would have the highest rating, technically be, let's call it the toughest golf course in America. And he probably got pretty darn close. But you got to remember the ball curves at least half what it used to. And it, it feels like it goes twice as far. So, the guys take it to, to, to its knees. And the real defense for the course now is that rough, which is really thick if you miss a fairway, and especially since it rained early in the week. Oh, I thought we were talking about back to we're, – we were back at uh, – we, 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 were, we were in Palm Springs. <laughs> we're, we're in Palm Springs. <laughs> there was no rough. There really never has been much rough there. It's just water, rocks, and, and there's still some tough shots. Yeah. But uh, I'll give you an example. The 13th hole there, it's got water left, not a very good bailout. It was a three-iron shot, three or four-iron shot. They were hitting six irons in there Sunday. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. you know, it's far more controllable clubs, and that's really what's happened. Well, uh, Nick Dunlap went to the tee box with a one-shot lead because Tristan Bezadenhoit had made a birdie, the young man from South Africa. So he thought he had a two-shot lead. He hit a wayward drive to the right and hit a pretty good second shot, but it was off the green. He got a lucky break and it hit somebody. Talk about the way he played 18 with all that pressure. Well... It's water left, and and it's you can bail right. He actually hit three wood. He had a, you know fairway fairway wood up there, fairway metal as they say, but, and he blocked it predictably to the right. And he ended up on a real severe, a pretty severe upslope, but in the dormant Bermuda, and he played a safety shot. I mean, I was sitting there calling it at home. I wasn't on television, but I'm like long, 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 long right was the play. That's kind of where he hit it, and he pitched it down there at about five or six feet. And, yeah, you know he credited his caddy, good friend, you know, with kind of. I would say properly challenging him about yeah. the putt, not really talking about, you know, what it might mean. Right. And he just poured it right in the gut. Well, didn't he allegedly say your mother could make this putt or something like that to loosen him up? Yeah, it was, you know, the putting green. This is like we're on the putting green. Okay, we got to take a break. But after this break, I want to talk to Mark and Scotty because they're both professionals, an agent and a player. The ramifications for Nick Dunlop turning pro money-wise, what did this mean to the 20-year-old from Alabama? This is the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, proudly brought to you by ABC Bank and by Terios AI, a new way to invest in Austin real estate. We will have more on the 15th Club after this. And don't forget, End Zone Club follows this show. We're live from Dirty Martin's Place on Guadalupe. Come down and watch golf and college football and pro football tomorrow on KLBJ. Welcome back to the 15th Club, live from Dirty Martins. 
We're on KLBJ 590, the Mighty 590. Mighty 590, that's what we used to call it, the <laughs> Mighty 590. It still is. It still is. It, we just don't play any records anymore. That's right. It's uh, <laughs> brought to, We're brought to you by ABC Bank, TerriosAI.com. So go visit there about a new way to invest in Austin real estate. The Salt Lake Barbecue and Driftwood and Round Rock. The Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance. Maudie's Tex-Mex. The Muni Conservancy, where we'll have our big event on March 24th. Uh, at ACL Live, you can go to SaveMuni.com for information. Zilker Belts, Donald Ross Sportswear, hot back from the PGA show, uh-huh. along with our friends from Cricket, too. And Edel Golf. Uh, my head is spinning in here, fellas. I mean, watching basketball, TCU and Baylor going into double overtime wow. now. we And then the golf tournament, which is winding down. And uh, so if I get a little distracted, this is the place, though, to come watch sports at Dirty Martin's, and they have drink specials and food specials, and we're glad to be here. They've got it all. Yeah. Ben Clements also joins us as well as we watch the Farmers Insurance from Torrey Pines. Matthew Pavon, uh, Mark Brooks, is at 13 under par. Looks like he's in, in control. Nate Lashley, a former winner on the tour, is at minus 11 along with Jake Knapp, the former UCLA golfer. Stephen Yeager. Where's Stephen Yeager from, Ben Clements? Can you name what faraway country he's from? Uh, Switzerland? No, he's from Germany. You're okay. close. Nicholas Hagard <laughs> is at minus 11. Ben, can you tell us where Nicholas Hagard is from? Uh, sounds Dutch. Well, that's close. Denmark. He's, Denmark. He's, Thank from, you. he's oh, from Denmark. D, yes. D. Yeah, it is ironic. All these countries, the France and Denmark that we helped save in World War II, and a guy from Germany is, you know, uh, Playing well too. Have you have you all started Masters of the Air on? No, how was it? It was great last night. Was it's it? the follow up to the against the Band of Brothers, Steven Spielberg and uh, Tom Hanks. It was great last night. Watch that. But we're watching golf. Uh, the Longhorns have fared pretty well. Uh, Bo Hostler minus ten. He eagled the final hole. Doug Gim at minus eight, and Parker Cootie finishing up right now. Mark, we talked about Nick Dunlap from Alabama, who won last week on the PGA Tour. He announced earlier this week, yep, I'm turning pro. He'll be at Pebble Beach next week on that special field, only 75. Financially, what has this week meant to him? Because I know last Sunday he did not wear any Alabama gear. He was wearing tailor-made and Adidas gear, an Adidas shirt, tailor-made hat. I'll throw both of you, Scotty and Mark. What is this? What do you think money-wise a week he's had? Who is he signed with? I've not heard. I would assume maybe they sweeten the deal for Taylor made Adidas. Your thoughts on that, Scotty? Maybe up for bid. I don't know what kind of deal he's got got working right now, but you ask that question, and we can't answer it without knowing what Liv has put on the table when you say what's it worth to him. Yeah. Um, because you know that they are going to throw some dollars, and, Mark, you were, you were estimating a well, big number. reading between the lines, I think he's already really committed to the PGA Tour. That's great. So I think he's, I mean, that's I think, fine. I think he's going to stay – He's essentially, as we talked about last week, he's basically got three years. Right. He's, he's exempt for the rest of this year and 25 and 26. Now he's only in the signature events, you know, for sure this year. That's what that win got did for him. I don't think he's going to live. I don't even know if they'll entertain an offer. I mean, I think he's got enough. I'm going to say what you saw last week on his, you know, his, uh, let's say his signage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was probably t- tied to an NIL deal right. of some type, yeah. and uh, you know that that'll be peanuts compared to what's what's coming. It's what? it's in the millions. In the to, millions. to answer your question, it's in the millions. Yeah, not it's probably not, it's not ten million dollars, but uh, it'll it'll be in the millions. For and that, sure. is that a combination of clubs? 
yeah. clothes, that sort of thing? It's a combination of everything. And, yeah. then, and then depending on how his personality emerges, whether or not corporate customers want to be with him, want to play with him, whether, custom, whether corporations want him to be their spokesperson. He's a little young for that. He's 20 years old. So we need to know more about him, I think, before some big MasterCard deal or whatever. So, Well, I mean, you've been in this boat. You, <laughs> the old saying, strike while the iron is hot. I'd strike while the iron is red hot, and some are going to take a flyer on him. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's going to end up with a handful of deals, and that's the way they work. If you have five deals and they all bonus based on your play, top tens, top fives, world, world golf ranking positions, wins, you get five checks. That's why you see the billboards. There, it's multiple bonuses coming for most of these guys. you, you got to wonder, guys. We know he has a tailor-made deal. He had that with the NIL at Alabama. How these deals differ between the NIL and now his professional career, or is he going to have to renegotiate? Are they going to have to restructure this deal with TaylorMade? Well, I'll take that one. The, the golf deals are not in the same universe as the football deals or some of the basketball deals will be. Not in the same universe. So whatever the the NIL deal is as nice as it probably was would be I mean it's tip change mm-hmm. it's, it's chump change compared to what he's <laughs> so will he's we see him wearing with. TaylorMade next week or are we gonna have to wait to see a restructure so he gets that that money till he is back on TaylorMade I don't think he will be now that he's left school professional yeah, yeah. left school I don't I don't know I'm gonna uh, again I'm gonna guess uh, he's play if he's been playing TaylorMade for a while which we could research and find out let's say it's been in the bag for several years the odds are whoever's advising him it's in TaylorMade's favor because mm-hmm. the, he's going to be advised to not do a bunch of club switching around you know keep the putter keep the driver keep the irons keep the wedges uh, and up you know just update him as as time goes but if I was advising him I, I would say are you kidding me there's no way you should change equipment right now He's in a position now, Mark, that he can play golf. He doesn't have to worry about um, making cuts. He well, he has to worry about it, but but he's gonna he's got so much money in the bank now. He can just go play golf. He has one of the challenges he's gonna have. I mean, learning to live on the road a little bit more for sure is gonna be a little different. Um, I think managing expectations, new goal setting. He's gonna have to set a whole bunch of new goals, and that doesn't necessarily mean well, I'm gonna win X or whatever, but. He's obviously done a very good job at goal setting to get to this level, and I think it's just going to be they'll, – they'll probably do a good job at resetting those goals, and they're not going to necessarily be money list finishes or outcome-oriented, and I think that's where he is. Now, you all know he was homeschooled for a long time. I didn't know that. Yes, sir. So this kid's been going to a golf course. He's been spending 8, 10 hours a day at a golf course for years. Uh, he's pretty seasoned as far as, you know, time on the course. I, don't, I think it's going to be an easier transition than people think. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you how hard it is to predict, and I'm going to tell the story on myself. I probably shouldn't. When Tiger Woods had turned pro, Golf Digest called the office and said, what do you think this is going to be worth to him in dollars and cents? And I said, oh, $10 million first year. You know, it was 40 to 50 and then up to 100 pretty soon after that and even before he won the 97 masters wow nobody had any idea they said you got to be kidding 10 million bucks so who knows what this is worth to nick dunlap i would compare (laughs) it to a you know like a a top 10 draft pick in the nfl and versus like a rookie contract and we we watched lamar jackson do it you know some of these guys bet on themselves 
Right. So he can either tie up for pretty good money for a little while, like the three or four years, or, you know, he can take a pretty good deal now, and uh, if he plays better, he'll get more. Now, he opens next week at Pebble Beach. Is that good or not so good? Because this is the Pebble Beach Pro-Am where you're paired with a, a titan of industry or a Hollywood guy or even, I don't know who his partner's going to be. Could it be Nick Saban? Is Nick Saban in the field? He and Nick Saban are close friends. He's he's Nick Saban's putting coach. So is that a good place to begin or a bad place to begin? Well, um, you got to figure that uh, CBS has picked up the phone and said, hey, coach, you want a spot in the, in the pro-am playing <laughs> he's got with nothing Nick else Dudley? To do. Yeah. That's right. Is this not, guys, a fantastic deal for the PGA? We're talking, you know, this week how this is probably one of the better things to happen to PGA because we're looking at the leaderboard right now, not a lot of big names. With the live stuff going on, the PGA needs these boosts of energy. And to have a, a college kid, a, an, an amateur win, this is just something that brings eyes back to PGA Tour golf. Yeah, I don't know. The numbers last week of people watching the PGA Tour – were a fraction of what NFL was. I mean, oh, yeah, you can't yeah. compete with the NFL this time of year. However, it was very compelling. I mm-hmm. went back and forth hard, even though the football games were really good. Mark, I'm sure you did, Ben. Mm-hmm. I did, yeah. too. Yeah. And that was, that was the talk of social media, of the golf channel, of all the golfing talking heads. This was something to discuss and to get excited about. When usually this part of the season, it's kind of you hit or miss on the level of golf. The reason I think he's going to do well, it's he's gone through the natural progression. He's one of only a few people to win the U.S. Junior and the U.S. Amateur. So this kid's not won it. He's won at every level. Is there probably some? Are there probably some speed bumps in the road for him ahead? I would say yes. You know, probably the next few years. I mean, who would have predicted Justin Thomas's speed bump? It's not a fluke. I mean, you know, he, you know, in in his world, he hit a wall last. You know, he spun out in turn one. Still finished like 70th on the money list, but my point, my point, or points list, he's got the pedigree. There's no reason to predict this was some kind of fluke or, you know, one off. I mean, he, I, I don't see it being a one off. Lord only knows where, where he'll go. I mean, you, you know, life gets in the way. There's lots of things that can happen. Girls, don't get married. Barring, he's already got a girlfriend, but barring injury, uh-huh. the kid ought to do well. He, yeah. ought to, he ought to play out there for 10 years based on his pedigree. Now, let me ask you, next week at Pebble is a 75-man field. Does that mean if he's breathing after 72 holes, you're going to get a check? Well, Ed, it's going to be a different week than a traditional AT&T, Pebble Beach, you know, nasty, Clambake, Pro-Am, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we all know it from different names. Being Crosby, they're only playing two golf courses, so oh. they're only, they're only going to play two rounds with the amateurs. They're going to play one round at Spyglass and one round at Pebble Beach, okay. and it's pros only for the weekend. Wow, so, pros I, only for the weekend? Yes, sir. That bodes well for these guys. They're playing two rounds. There's no amateurs on the weekend. Wow, no Bill Murray, no no Jack Lemon. No, they're, sure. <laughs> they're not even in the field. No Ray Ramon. No Monterey <laughs> Peninsula this year. No Monterey Peninsula. Well, no. not on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. No. There's very few celebrities actually in the field this year. Yeah. I mean, their focus is to raise money for the foundation out there and the kids, and not that the celebrities don't bring money, but some bring more than others. Let's just put it that way. And these these titans of industry that make up the bulk of the amateur field, they're writing some big old checks that go to some good causes. This is the fifteenth club on KLBJ Radio. We will be back with more from Dirty Martin's Place after this timeout. Welcome back to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio. Let's dance here at Dirty Martin's Place. Ed Clement, Scotty Sayers, Ben Clements, and Mark Brooks. Our show proudly brought to you by ABC Bank and by Terrio's AI. 
a new way to invest in Austin real estate. We'll talk a lot of college basketball and NFL football next hour with the End Zone Club. Our special guest will be Kelly Marchbanks, an associate athletic director for the University of Houston. Scotty, you're tracking this wild basketball game in Waco between TCU and Baylor. What's going What's going on there? They're going to a third overtime. It's 94-94, and these teams are really good. Uh, they're going to be in the tournament at the end of the year, and uh, I don't know. This is fun stuff to watch. It, it really is. I'd say Big 12 basketball is fun to watch. Not so much fun for Longhorn fans today as BYU outlasted Texas 84-72, and don't look now. Texas has got to host uh, the very powerful Houston Cougars on Monday at the Moody Center. Uh, Back to a talk about golf. We've been talking about uh, Nick Dunlap. We've been talking about uh, this tournament. And, Scotty, you've got a a special story to talk about, too. Yeah, I do. Uh, The Munich community is mourning the loss of Michael Wardlaw. Um, Michael, young man, 48 years old, uh, went to the University of Texas in 1992, he and his son Thomas would come out and play at Lines Municipal every Friday afternoon. It, oh. it, it's generational, right? Sure, it is. Father and son playing golf at Lines. Uh, Michael played there when he was in college, and uh, uh, and his son Thomas is a big part of the clinics and the different things at the Austin Golf Academy. Eight years old, so it is a real mm. sad time for the Munich community. But we're going to put our arms around that family and uh, Michael. Uh, he wanted the Muni Conservancy to be the beneficiary, and we've gotten a lot of a lot of donations. Great, and we'll pay proper tribute uh, to Michael and Thomas and Shannon, the whole family, uh, as time goes on, with a, uh, some way to remember how important Muni was to them, fantastic. just as they were important to yeah, us. Fantastic. Uh, they're winding down this Farmers Insurance Open. Mark, what's the latest going on in San Diego? Well, Mr. Pavon, Matthew Pavon from France. He missed about an eight-footer to kind of seal the deal back there at 15, and then he got up and down from the bunker at 16 to save par with a 23-foot putt. Wow, wow. Put it in the bunker and made a long par save. So he is uh, still kind of in command. If he can keep it out of the the canyon on 17, he should be in pretty good shape. This, well, you know, uh, with all due respect, there's a history of uh, French golfers choking on number 18. (laughs) There's a history of that in big tournaments, and I hope – I hope uh, Matthew Pavon does not do a Jean Vandeveld. Are you going to compare that to the to the British Open? No, well, I I am I am just to get a, <laughs> I just did John Vandeveld at Carnoustie. Was it? It was Carnoustie. Yeah, it was Carnoustie, and I still think the guy. Well, he made some bad judgment calls, but he was still unlucky. That ball bounced off the rail into the grandstands into the. Into the, but he probably shouldn't have well, hit the driver off the tee. Yeah, well, but he got away with that. Let's I remember, birdied, he got, I he got that, away I with that. I 18 on at Carnoustie with going an iron. Yeah, it wasn't the British Open. Then. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it. Open. I had it about was, a thousand Scotsmen watching me. Uh, no, there, I mean there, there's. I mean, Mark, you've, you're the only one at this table that's been <laughs> in a in a pressure situation, whether it's PGA event, whether it's a major. It's hard to close the deal. It is. I, I can assure you I've never had a three-shot lead playing the last hole to major. Doesn't seem that hard. Um, <laughs> I can assure you I would hit an iron off the tee, too. Yeah, he, 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 uh, yeah, he should have. And I would have laid up and pitched a wedge on. And the sad part is he could have he done all that and three-putted and won. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. He tripled to get in a playoff. So he made yes. a good putt to trip. Like you, the trip get the would you label that as the biggest – 
He like could have hit choke, putter. Choke of all time. Well, I mean, Ed Snead bogeyed the last three holes in the in the Masters the year that Fuzzy won in a playoff, seventy nine. Uh, that was that was pretty bad. He missed eight foot putts all the way, you know, through sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. But it, you know, but one hole bad strategy. Phil at Wingfoot was pretty bad. Phil at Wingfoot. Scott Hoke's putt. Scott Hoke's yeah. putt. Yeah. But that's got to be the most no. infamous, right? Scott Hoke's putt? No, no. John Vandeveld at Carnoustie. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. on the international scene, yeah. You know, Doug Sanders putt on 18. Oh, it was 1970. See, I think that may be, may be one you remember more than even Vandeveld, you think? Because they keep showing it all the time. Not me. Vandeveld was... It was that awful. thing was it, it lasted a while. <laughs> it's also at, least, sad because at least Doug's was over in about thirty seconds. I mean, this was like a fifteen-minute, uh, you know, production that he put on for us. Well, I, I mean, don't, you don't remember? He dumped it in the creek, yeah. took the socks off, went in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this thing lasted thirty minutes. It was drama. Well, and so Justin was in the playoff. People forget and he lost it. Oh. And he, who, who, the Scotsman won. What was that guy? Paul Laurie. That would be Paul Laurie. Yes, Paul Laurie. Well, it's also sad because John Vandeveld. They made you know documentaries about that, but he never, he never picked himself back up. Like that was his one shining moment, and you never heard from him again. True. He's now teaching high school or coaching high school golf. That was his moment. You gotta, you gotta remember. That guy played so good for 17 holes that day. He mm. made like a 40-footer on number 17 to take the lead from two to three shots. And then for that to happen, nobody expected it. If Pavon goes on and wins this tournament, it's big. He uh, has a tour exemption, just like Nick Dunlop for a couple of years. He's in Augusta, and I'm not sure if he's ever played. You said, Mark, he's been he's played on the PGA Tour before. Well, he's 31 years old. He's been playing the DP World Tour. He's been played around the world. He's French. But let me – I was calling this last week at home and on, on my texting because I was definitely not doing live television. <laughs> and that I was like, better watch out because the Zayden Doit was yeah, working. Yeah, and then sure that, enough, yeah, yeah we were texting. I said, yeah. if he makes three on 18, we got a new ball game. And yeah. we almost did. So today you got the same scenario. He's two shot lead, but Stephen Yeager and Nicholas Hoygard are both at eleven under, still playing seventeen and eighteen. Uh, okay, did Pavon just hit one OB? I'm looking at TV and I think he just hit one OB one Ob one Kenobi oh, as wow. as he's leaving. So uh, I know we've got a break for the news in a moment to go uh, to the news. He didn't do not, it. Not according to uh, Shotlink. He's, really? Uh, yeah, 284 right down the gut, 147 from the hole. Well, I guess I was. That TV's a long way from you here. <laughs> it's a long way. So it's he's in good way. shape, but it's definitely not over yet. So, okay. you know, the, the she has not even warmed up her voice yet. Okay. A lot of things can happen. All right. Have uh, we got a minute? We've got, we got about 45 seconds. Okay, Go last ahead. week was exactly like the British Open that Tom Watson lost because, when remember, instead of Bazudenhoid, it was Stuart Sink that made that birdie putt on 18 that forced Watson to have to get it up and down to win the tournament. And, of course, Watson didn't, lost in the playoff. Right. But last week Dunlop did. But you were right to say watch out for Bazudenhoid. Well, the reason I brought it up was I was watching the telecast back and forth, mostly the golf, actually, I'll be honest. And I'm like, they haven't shown this guy enough. And Bazudenhoid, even though – he got second place. He won the top prize of $1.56 million. We got to go. Uh, Mark, thanks a million for being here. Don't go away. It's going to be the End Zone Club next. Scotty, thanks a million. Glad you're back. We're at Dirty Martins. Come and see us. Uh, football and basketball and the end of the golf tournament coming up next on KLBJ.